Welcome to episode nine of the Motor City GameWorks podcast. I am your host, Ben Pinchback, and with me tonight are a couple of guys ready to launch another Kickstarter in two days. <laughs> Mr. Matt Riddle and the Reverend Dr. Adam Hill. Yes. Motor City boys, let's go. Let's do let's it. make this happen. Matt, what's up? <laughs> Us and about 19 other Kickstarters, as it turns out. So <laughs> oh, it's been a big day. It's a big day. I, I is it Brandon myself, Sanderson big? It, it's Well, I would take one 100th of Brandon Sanderson, as I said on Twitter you the other day. You kidding. Um, you know what's interesting is... Because Motor City is our follow-up to Three Sisters, and Three Sisters, Three Sisters was our inaugural project, we were on more lists than we were ahead of, ahead of Three Sisters, which is great. A couple of those lists are Kickstarter aggregator lists, which we weren't on before because people didn't know that it existed, frankly. And I didn't know these lists existed necessarily, but they're actually really well done. There's a couple of folks that... Hey, all since the- we all know what that means... Yeah. But the listeners might not. Great Why point. don't you tell me what a Kickstarter aggregator? Because I, I totally know, but I want to hear you <laughs> I say. I got it. it. So what it is? It's a couple of <laughs> folks who literally make geek list written reviews and or videos, or all of the above in one person's case, that just say, "Here's all the Kickstarters coming out this week, this week, mm. and then in one case this month." And they they collect the data from BGG, Twitter, wherever. Um, and they aggregate these lists together, and they talk about them. In the one case, the the young the gentleman was ours was his pick of the week, which is really great. Um, yeah. What is interesting is I took the time to click through the preview pages, and we're you know lower middle for uh, you know for pre pre preview followers because some of these are like really big. There's one coming. If I was going to back a Kickstarter that wasn't ours, on back ours first, it's called like Villagers or something, and it looks awesome. It's some like kind of heavy euro looking thing. But, you know, otherwise, there's a whole bunch of like mini stuff and stuff that doesn't compete with us, really. But it's just crazy, like how many Kickstarter. I mean, on March 8th, there's literally between 10 and 15 Kickstarters that all could do as well or better than us. And that's just, that's the market. And I thought, like, man, we should, we should launch on Monday next time just to get a day ahead of all these. Because Tuesday's the answer because someone decided it was. I don't know what that is. It's just like the general prevailing thought. You know what's weird is when I was. In a, in a former life, I managed a movie gallery video store. Nice. nice. Based in Dothan, Alabama. Shout out. Uh, movie gallery. Uh, Wait, did it rent by the hour? <laughs> uh, it did not. Okay. Did it have a beaded curtain area? It had a green, yes! it had a green door room. <laughs> oh, green door. And let me tell you, the green door room, it was super hot back in that room. Like, yes. I don't know, the air didn't work, but the heat did all the time. I, I think I would prefer a beaded curtain because, like, if somebody goes behind that green door and it shuts, you're like, uh-oh. Oh, like, there's a 50 all the chance you're like, knock. All the time. Yeah, that's Anyway, uh, I worked at the movie gallery. What was I saying? Oh, new movies always come out on Tuesdays. That I do. That has to be what it is. It's like I'm. I've I've seen data that claims Tuesdays are the best, but I actually think it's probably some like internal thing. We all just new stuff's on Tuesday. Oh, my sister, by the way, worked at a movie store that had a beaded curtain. There are folks that have no shame renting a DVD from a 15 year old girl. They'll just walk up, put it down, and she has to. And that's back where we had to go to the binder mm. under the counter and like mm. pull the disc out. Luckily, they had everything kind of grayed out, but terrible. Yikes. Gosh, you know, I have this dream back to Kickstarter. Yeah. Not that I don't enjoy yeah, right. the, the back area <laughs> of a there. 1995 video store, yes. but I have this dream on Kickstarter that you know when you go to launch and you're like, oh man, I hope we're not up against like a tiny epic or mm-hmm. a, a Stonemeyer or something that's going to go huge. Like mm-hmm. someday, guys, people are going to say things like, oh man, we're going up against the next Motor City, you know, GameWorks game could on be. Kickstarter. Just saying, someday yeah. it could yeah. be. We I. 
you know, we've been talking about how, you know, and if you're listening now, please, there are links all over our, I should add that to my Twitter profile or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that would but be Motor City, the next Motor City rolling, right, yep. from Motor City Gameworks. You know, we've got... Tuesday, March 8th. Tuesday, March 8th, exactly. And we've got lots of folks following the page, so they'll get launched upon, you know, notice of the page, or they'll get a notification upon the page launching. So that's super exciting, because I think we're well ahead of where we were for Three Sisters. That said, you know, the reality of it is there's just... There's always competition for your Kickstarter dollar, so we just hope you choose us. So it was funny. I was going back to like episode one of our podcast and going kind of what were we doing, you know, last year at this time for Three Sisters? How are we all feeling? So I kind of listened to episode one. Guys, it was actually almost one year ago to the day that we recorded episode one of the Motor City Gameworks podcast. And I got to say, this is all went fast, fellas. It has. It has. This is because we're now recording episode... Nine, Nine, which means we're about every six weeks. We set out okay. to do monthly, so you know we did okay, okay. there. Yeah, you know, I'll take should it. Should be episode twelve or thirteen, but who's counting? I think we literally count. Like we it named episode nine. <laughs> oh, we're counting. That's what yeah, you're saying. That's right. Okay, we are counting. What I'm saying though is all the feedback from the previous eight episodes. I mean, tabletop board gaming is great, and you know there's this massive market for tabletop board gaming. All our actual listeners, though. The data points out that if we just talked about air frying and stump Adam, that is definitely our bread and butter, and that's, we we should definitely one. do more of that. It's fair. Yeah, I'm in. I Listen, mean, back the Kickstarter on day one or two. Let it fund very quickly, and next month maybe we can, uh, you know, not talk about it very much. <laughs> we'll say thank you for a great Kickstarter, and then, uh, you know. Because if you're new to the podcast, Motor City Gameworks is actually a tabletop board game publishing company. And, uh, you know, if you're a friend of ours, you know, you'd probably tell us, hey, you guys should probably do apps, too. Which is You should do apps. <laughs> we should. So, you know, I was thinking also today, guys, yeah. it's, it's wild that we founded the company and we've run the one Kickstarter and we delivered. Um, and I was thinking about the convention season, how we're probably not going to make it to many, if, if any, this year. We've never really run a company in kind of a non-pandemic world. Like, everything True. we've been doing is, is in this remote you know, situation where people can't super get together. Um, but then I was also thinking, I don't know that it would change our marketing strategy or what we're doing a ton because we're not, we've always said we're not going to be those guys that spend four days, yeah. you know, humping a booth or whatever. And it implies we have a marketing strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that same thing. <laughs> but no, to your point though, yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, Adam and I have been talking a little bit. I am going to, I actually didn't think about the fact that we're going to miss out on seeing Three Sisters in, the 25th century booth. I'll I'll validate that that 25th century travels to origins. I may go out just literally for Thursday and Friday with my with my daughter Emma and my parents, uh, just because they want to go. And but I can't stay. It's it's and it would be sweet to see yeah, three sisters see in person. I can't stay Saturday booth. Sunday this year, and that'd be the only con I go to all year. Would be a day and a half of origins. I'm, I'm still holding out hope that I might make an appearance at Gen Con and I might make an appearance at PAX Unplugged. I haven't been to that it's one past yet. November. Yeah, it's late. That would and be cool. That would be a cool one to do. And I love Philadelphia, yeah. and I got a lot of friends there. Lived there for a little while, so uh, that one's still on the table for me. I would it's love to try that one sometime too. Yeah. So hey, who knows? All right. It's funny though. Going back a year, Plan A was literally, you know, maybe we'll, you know, if we fund and we print these games, and you know, going into the Kickstarter, we didn't have these partnerships laid out yet. You know, what were we going to do with retail? If you go back to Plan A, it was literally. The games sit in Adam's garage, and we hope to sell them. True. It was my basement, yes. It was your basement yeah. My garage. basement, my basement. And then yeah. plan B was come up with a better plan. 
I'm thankful for Plan B. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Which ended up being a really cool retail partnership in yeah. the English language with 25th Century Games. And it it's awesome. And it actually is kind of feeding into a, the exact business model that we kind of desired to run. Yeah. You know, we design these great games almost as a design studio. We put them out on Kickstarter. We do them. And then we do with partnerships to actually do the retail release in the U.S. And then Matt... It's going great. Um, we don't have to go through and name them all, but we've got four plus languages, yeah. you know, lined up for three. No, sisters it's going super good. I mean, you know, you never know, right? Because because of our business model, frankly, we've chosen to do the upfront work, you know, which means fronting the upfront money and running the Kickstarter and all that. There may be we may get done with Motor City, and the same people that did three sisters are like, and eh, we don't want that. I I hope <laughs> they don't say that. I hope so too. But they could, right? Because you know that's the good and the bad of of our model is that everything's own individual product line. I would like to think that 25th Century will have interest in Motor City. Uh, I would like to think that some of the forum partners that we've, uh, you know, sort of set up relationships with will be interested as well. But, you know, a lot of that's going to depend on how Three Sisters does. Yeah. And we know that Three Sisters is already, uh, even in pre-release, doing very well for, you know, for 25th Century in a, from an American retail perspective. So I would expect that, you know, they would see the same potential for Motor City. The, you know, the foreign language printings, we won't know for a while, right? A lot of those are going to come out this summer. Uh, I think the folks that we have talked to mostly are targeting, you know, this summer, you know, as, as far as the, you'll see the releases of the different languages. Yeah. And then at least in the U.S., you know, English language, we get to make that big decision. The big ugly decision that starts with a capital R that mm -hmm. can make you more money as a publisher or can frankly sink you as a small publisher. Yep. And that is the reprint decision. Yeah. And so many companies get it right, but more companies get it wrong. You know, mm -hmm. you sell a bunch, you get all excited about a project, you think the demand's there, you reprint a ton, and then now you're sitting, once again, with them in Adam's garage or Adam's mm -hmm. basement. And you're like, <laughs> man, uh, I just put, you know, I'm just making up numbers, but I just threw 15 grand at the wall hoping to make another, you know, 45 or whatever. Yep. And now I got 15 grand in product in Adam's garage. And yep. Everything we've done and you know accomplished over the last year, we've just taken a giant step backwards. Let's not do that. No, let's not do that. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think the reprinting. Not it, saying we're not going to reprint, but if we do reprint, it's going to be tied specifically to retail demand. Yes. Yeah, correct. and that's the advantage too, frankly, of of having a partner that has an established retail yes. cycle because we'd be guessing. <laughs> you know, we'd be like, I don't know, guys. Uh, do people want more copies? We're like, I don't know. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Seems like it. Right. And then so, like, yeah, my inner fan would come out. Of course they do. Everyone wants more copies. Because <laughs> they not want more copies. It's like my friend and my wife said they want more copies. Well, then let's do it. I know. We got they love 400 us. whole ratings <laughs> on, you know, BGG. Right. But. Yeah, it's 100% that way. Like you get stuck in your own, you know, it's all having that separate voice that can give us actual retail you know, cycle feedback is great because I think when we go to the point where we are looking at reprinting Three Sisters, it'd be because there's specific demand and need for it. Yeah, and we definitely hope it's there. And we would love to have a long tail on Three Sisters, and we'd love to support it. You know, going on. Um, so jumping ahead to the the Kickstarter yeah. for Motor City, one of the cool things we've developed is a little add-on to Three Sisters, just so you know, fans of the game aren't left behind and they have a little juice to add in. We designed a Rock Garden mini expansion. I have a story about the Rock Garden Mini Expansion. Go ahead. So we were just talking a little bit about how you know Adam is new to the company, and he came in during Three Sisters, but wasn't a designer on it, but was part of Motor City Gamers. But then now for Motor City, he was like the impetus of that design. And the Rock Garden was something that Ben and I talked about at work. And then Adam, we realized, has played Three Sisters probably more than us. <laughs> Like, uh, like legitimately, like we're like so definitely we're to, in the last twelve months. Yeah, definitely in the last year. So we started testing this thing, and Adam's like just took it and 
designed it up better, basically, because he's actually played. Because I, I, I was saying, I think I played twice in the last. I've played a lot more than you. Twelve months, probably. Like in recently, because I just I don't get you a don't solo. To play. You don't like to solo. Games. Yeah, I don't. I don't solo game. But you know, Adam has like burned through a whole sheet of score pads with between him and Kelly and you know yes. some of his friends, and so it's just funny that. You know, even though he was designer on Motor City, but now Three Sisters, he's played enough to catch up, basically. When, he, <laughs> when we played the other night, verifying the latest iteration of Rock Garden, which, by the way, if you played Three Sisters and you think, I, hey, I'm not checking enough boxes. I need more yeah. things to do on my turn. We got your back. We do. Yeah, we I need it. more boxes. I need so many more boxes, I should probably have another sheet. I need a third pad. Yep, I need a third little score pad on site. It's pretty similar to the size of the score pad yeah. we do with that little me, uh, mini expansion for fleet dice. If yeah, you the that. Uh, Dicey Waters. Dicey Waters. It's a slightly so it's, larger Dicey Waters. Exactly. So it's another little thing going on. So if, if you played Three Sisters a ton, it's just you know that one more little thing mm-hmm. to consider. But it's, it's more substantial... As an as an as an expansion than the weather, oh yeah, it I is. mean like it. So it's yeah. a step up from the level of the weather expansion. The weather expansion is 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 fun. It's fine, yep. it, but it, but overall pretty benign. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it a mood expansion almost. Right, it slightly modifies your thought process. I love the wind though. Yeah, I the love wind the wind. Is so wind's great. a fun. It's the really fun. fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and then you've never been happier than when you get like a cool day. Yeah, and you get an extra perennial, and you're yeah. like, oh it's so yeah, great. it's true. But to your point, the rock garden actually impacts your decision trees, right? Yeah. Yes, so that's really fun. We've been having a blast actually. So we've been working the rock garden, and then all the little add-ons and little mini type of things we've been doing for Motor City. It's it's so fun when you've played a game that many times to just yeah. kind of iterate on and add these little things. And mm-hmm. you know, Adams uh, had these really cool things we've been testing out. It's just been a blast uh, playing with you guys recently, and. So I was also thinking, though, Matt, when I, you know, this one year thing, Mm -hmm. a year ago now, we had planned going into Three Sisters. Mm -hmm. We'd done all the research, the quoting, we were ready to go, but we hadn't actually done anything. Correct. We hadn't shipped a game, made a game, whatever. We've done the whole cycle now from start to finish. We kickstarted, got the funding, kicked the factory off. We got the files over to them. They made the games. We shipped the games, you know, all that, uh, tracking those container ships over the ocean and all the partnerships to get games to people and the replacements. And we we did it. Not to pat ourselves on the back, but we did it. We did. And here we are again going into game two. You said something in episode one, though, Matt. So when I was asking the guys why Motor City Game Works, why now? This is one year ago. Mm-hmm. And you're, the summation of kind of your motivation to do it, other than me dragging you into it, mm-hmm. you said sometimes you got to take your swings. Yeah. So. That's a good line. Thank you. Sometimes sure you got to take your swings. Sure it's not mine. That's a good line. Probably a movie line. So how did we do? Was that a solid double, a triple, a home run? How did we do? I think right now we are standing on second and there's a booth review to see whether it was over the yellow line or not that's nice. my official stance because i think that's a really good way to say if it. nothing else happened we hit a double but if yes. this truly if it goes the way we think it's going to go and we've already got a retail printing and we get a you know a, a reprint yeah. like literally potentially in the next month while we're doing motor city to me i don't think we could ask for more than that. i mean listen wow. okay a home run I, I, no, i'm gonna take I mean, that's I'm gonna a home run that, you're not talking grand slam exactly. to walk off the world series Correct. but a home we're talking run a legitimate home, a home run. run in may yep. Exactly. Baseball reference. Home run in May. That would be amazing. And I, I couldn't have put it better the way yeah. you summed that up. We're, are, you know, we're already in the clubhouse with a double yep. potential for a home run. I mean, guys, I couldn't have asked for more. I mean, yeah, yeah you could have asked for a million-dollar campaign. But sure. None of us are sure. Brandon Sanderson writing no. 15 He's books in two just years. printing money. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> for you know, three fellas making rolling rights and seeing if the market still wants them. 
that's a home run, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited. Now, Adam, uh, you know, when I asked you the same question, why Motor City Gameworks, why now, you kind of answered in a vein of you're always asking the questions, you know, of like, what am I going to do next mm-hmm. with your life? And you've always mm-hmm. been curious about publishing, et cetera. So one year in, how's it treated you? What do you think? What do you think about this whole publishing deal? I really enjoy it. Um, that it's, in many ways, it's a... It, it, I don't know. It's the more strategic portion here. It's it's an extension of that same feeling that you get when you're playing a game, but it it's a bigger game that happens to involve a lot of your money. <laughs> so I don't know if that's super fun or terrifying or both or All that's of part of it. Yeah. But there's there's so many of the pieces that you kind of got to think through. Uh, I'm I, I've learned a ton. I'm continuing to learn more. Matt, uh, Matt's sort of coaching me up a little bit, and then Chris is kind of coaching me up a little bit on some other parts of it. I'm, I just love this, the learning curve that I'm trying to catch up to. I'm really enjoying that. And I, I I definitely see it as something that I want to continue working in and that I think has uh, a lot of fun space still. It's almost like playing this gigantic heavy Euro game that you like to play, except the stakes are, it's your actual life. It's your actual life. Yes. (laughs) There's something to that. And there's so many more factors and, you know, you've come in and you, you have so many talents that dovetail so well with what me and Matt do, not the least of which is, you know, you speak for a living, you know, and your, your public relations and the way you can, you know, deal with situations and make people feel good. Like that's an amazing talent on top of all the other great things you can do as well. I talk pretty. Yeah. You do talk pretty. That's that's an important skill. (laughs) You write pretty too. You do write pretty. That uh, another important skill. That's what I'm talking about. Man. So for me, you know, I, I, I want now Ben des- designs. You just glossed over this. You're like, it's fun working with the little pieces and bits. All of the super cool like meeples and stuff. That is that is Ben Pinchback work. Yes, sir. True. And it, yes, they sir. are awesome. It's almost like he's a trained CAD professional. That's right. Exactly. I like to throw a little shout out to hashtag free CAD, which is one of those. Um, you know, free softwares it is kind of community supported, kind of like Audacity, if you're familiar with that. But FreeCAD is pretty rad. Yeah, for the last 20 some years, I'm, I'm an engineer who's done 3D CAD work. So I do it for my day job. When I cost it out, you know, professional CAD systems at home, they're crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. You're talking three to six grand a year subscription fee. Mm-hmm. So when I found the free one, um, I'm like, sweet. So I started doing all our meeples. You know, I did the Edith mm-hmm. and the tractor and the cloud, and I'm, I did the car for Motor City yep. and the little coffee cup. So it's been really fun, Adam, just to have this um, this outlet for what I can do in a very small way. But it kind of brings me a lot of joy to be able to do it. When I'm not doing that, I'm 3D printing skateboard ramps and stuff for the I, kids. I, I see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for the posting tech online. Decks. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, it's been really fun. I, I'm always going to you guys, hey, give me a reason to make another Meeple. Do we need another Meeple yet? Yeah. Tell me if this little mini expansion needs a we Meeple. We might need another Meeple, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. we got it. We got Speaking it. Of, that's actually a good spot. I'm going to bring that around really fast. So we talked about the Rock Garden, but I did want to highlight, you know, one of the three sisters, excuse me, Motor City uh, Kickstarter bonuses is a, a little tile expansion that's kind of a neat way to, to vary the game over game. But we're hoping that we're given the opportunity you know, based on stretch goal, frankly, and how successful the campaign is, to reveal what would be another Kickstarter bonus, and those are the ones. You know, those are the, those are the you know, kind of the bonus things that you're getting for free for backing the Three Sisters or geez, Motor City, because we want you to feel like you you know not only were you supporting us by backing Motor City, but you got a good deal, right? Mm-hmm. You got things yeah. that other folks either won't have access to or have to pay extra for, or whatever it might be. Exactly. So we're I like the, we you know 
Adam came to us, to us with an idea. You know, I think we're calling it our code name for is it the Bobs? You know, you there's a lot of office space references, kind of jokes, yeah, in jokes throughout in Motor so, City. But I'm excited so. about that one because I think it's a it's a it's a weather. I think it's like level a level of impact. A, a, yeah, a weather type, a weather expansion type mm-hmm. impact yeah. where it's like a it's a flavor impact where you're enjoying it happening along with the game because we we really think Motor City is something you need to experience several times My, yes. as is before you start making things that we don't <laughs> exactly. want to you're not ready for another pad just trust us I'm just and I'm, and I'm, and I'm just gonna throw this out there play the game without the expansion yes for a few times before you throw in the Bob's expansion just trust me on that yep there's enough there's, there's enough there's enough there. exactly <laughs> yeah, you you Folks do not need another pad for Motor City. That is for darn sure. Not yet, at least. They, they made it down the road, and they've had a year to play it. <laughs> oh, not a year, but a yeah. year minus production timing. So Yeah, so for me, you know, I always, me and Matt, we've been designing games together for over a decade now, and I didn't want to get to the end of our run someday and be like, man, what if we tried publishing and just have that regret that we never gave it a try? So I wanted to throw ourselves at it and just see, like, what we could do or if we could make a run at it. Yeah. And then couple that with some frustration on a couple projects we had, you know, with other publishers. And I really wanted to be able to run projects for better or for worse where we're in charge. We make the decisions. These foreign partnerships, distribution, you know, reprint or no reprint, gameplay decisions, like for better or for worse, I wanted to do something where we were the ones in charge and we made all the calls and and we did it. And it feels great, frankly. And maybe it's because Project One, you know, we didn't have a tremendous failure on one of our decisions. Right. Right. But also, I think it's because, you know, once again, we were in charge. And Matt, you were the awesome communicator, you know, weekly, and you kept on top of it. And I think we did what we set out to do, basically. And we put out a great game with great value. We communicated well. And And now we're ready to do it again. Exactly. Even in the global pandemic, we darn near delivered on time. We were a couple months late. And I think we can do better this time. I hope so. You know, I look at it. I I was thinking about that a lot this weekend, right? Because we kind of were heading into the campaign. We're doing a lot of the behind the scenes work that, frankly, we were doing last time, too. So I don't know that we're ahead or behind from where we were. But the difference is we know we didn't know the buttons we needed to push before. Now we do. Can I guarantee that we can push those buttons in a different order and get things in August or September or November instead I mean, of especially given the geopol- geopolitics Correct. involved There's a lot that may going on. also affect this coming year. Exactly. So I, I don't know. You know, we we'll see. So right. we're hoping to, you know, but it's it's so much of the process from Kickstarter on because there's, you know, just a quick insider baseball, I guess. There's a few things you can't control. Right? Kickstarter gives you the money when they give you the money, which is call it six weeks after the campaign, give or take. They say two, it was not two. Um, obviously, we have to fund first, right? So we have to fund, and then Kickstarter has to release funds. And that allows us to start hitting buttons. You know, we're we're ready for that. Like, we're, there's nothing stopping us when we get the money from hitting the button, which was, yeah, I think, mostly that way on Three Sisters. We probably had a couple-week delay. So I see the timelines that we're facing, and I don't know that we're going to be ahead or behind of last time. We should be at least the same with the hope that, you know, maybe the shipping stuff has worked itself out a little bit better in 2022, than I had in 2021, and maybe that brings us in a few months ahead of time. But to Adam's point, geopolitical politics being what they are, we just don't know. Yeah, you had a quote in episode one. You said, at the end of the day, it's communication. Yeah, and we can control that part, and we do. You know, obviously, yeah. once you've made a great game, All people are different people. at the end of the day, it's communication. <laughs> but I, I really think, I think <laughs> that can be something we continue to do well 
that people continue not to do well yes. on other things I'm backing and seeing, right? 100%. I, I don't want to go down this path. I think we talked about this before. I know. I'm not ripping on anybody else. Nope, we're not. But communication, you can control communication. So, guys, Roland writes, yes. I think a year ago we were kind of questioning, hey, everybody loves Sleet Dice. you think they want one more? And now I think the the question of that was absolutely they want one more. It almost kind of seems like this is not you know with hubris, but this is a lane we're carving out. Um, you know, we did it, frankly, because we were coming off Fleet Dice and we wanted those low art costs. Yeah. We thought, hey, for our first project, Fleet Dice is A, our most popular game. We're trending that way. And B, we can do it with low art costs, you know, cover pads. We don't yep. have to do a million cards and all this stuff. And then somewhere in there, I kind of had this idea of like, hey, if we can get, you know, the reputation and build this series of, you know, we call them loaded rolling rights. We have this cool logo on the back, you know, loaded one, two, three it is, now. It is a sweet logo. That... Maybe we can build a brand because yep. I've always had this this theory that the the market doesn't necessarily follow designers as much as they follow product lines. Agreed. A certain level. It, to a certain level. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And it, what's interesting too is part of the Motor City GameWorks you know, process is and, – and I've said this for years, right? I, I'm very rarely going to be like, hey, guys, here's a new game I designed because that's just not what I do. Yeah. Not, not my strength. But because there's three of us now, Adam's designed two. You've designed two, so now we're sitting here with Motor City being done, and there's three more, either done or darn near done, that we have to begin to to work with. And, and it's and we've talked about Durango, we talked about French Quarter, we talked about trains. Like you, you know, y'all, if you listen, you've heard pieces of it, but it makes it kind of fun because we can, yeah. you know, we we can decide how we want to bring the next one for Motor City GameWorks while also keeping our options open to work with other publishers, and it's 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 cool. And it, we're not, I mean, we've been. Gosh, you know, it's only been a year. Those three basically all came out, you know, from a design perspective of come this year. You know, yeah. we're just now starting 2022. So, you know, we could have three more by the time we hit the next one. And I mean, it, there's no, I say that to say that, you know, that we've, the ideas and the options that we have are awesome. And it gives us the ability to hone in on what makes sense from all perspectives, right? And, you know, one day I was, I was joking with Adam and Ben that, you know, like there's a few companies that have tried to do this. I'd, I'd almost love to be like Prince, like you're a symbol. Like at some point, like we were, it's like Motor City GameWorks is our company, but it's also like this cool little design studio. And so when you're on, you know, you're on Ravensburger and you're Motor City GameWorks, we're like, no, our logo's on the box next yeah. to Ravensburger. Get out of here, <laughs> you know, because we're a design. Like that's that's what it is. It's, that's who we are, and you know what we do. And but who knows? At this point, they'll yeah. put our names. And what I think uh, is has been cool to watch is uh, it's watching Roland Wrights grow up as a legitimate design mechanism. And people are seeing now the depth and complexity that you can bring to it. Yep. So that there are light rolling rights, there are midweight rolling rights, there are heavy rolling rights. Right. And and you're starting to see that that's legitimate design space that's really fruitful, not just for one set of designers, us, right. but for other folks too. I mean, uh, what Bobby Hill is doing, what uh, the group that put out Roaring Right did, Brian and his crew, uh, like there's there are legitimate midweight, heavyweight Roland rights that bring this whole feel of a bigger, thicker, chunkier game. Uh, that, that 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 crunchy feel is there. Uh, and then if you want the simpler, if you want the you know. I don't know, the lighter weight rolling rights, those are also a space that people design in and do a really great job with. But it's, it's that you know, I just see that uh, rolling right has sort of grown into and gotten its legs as a, me as a mechanism. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's still a really cool design space. But you're starting to see even reviewers and casual players and things like that are, okay, I like rolling rights, but as heavy as I like to get is kind of the midweight rolling right. 
Yeah. Or you see people say, well, no, I like my rolling rights as crunchy as I can yep. get them because yep. I love that. And, and it's, it's, it's just really cool to watch as people it kind is. of embraced this whole design and area. Yeah, it's growing up to not just this niche little thing off to yep. the side. It's just another mechanism in games. Mm-hmm. And actually, exactly what you said, watching people distinguish, kind of find their line of like how heavy they like them is kind of fun to watch that it is. organically happen. 100%. And it's fun. I mean, you know, I'll say whatever, selfishly, whatever the word, I can't figure out the word I want is, but egotistically, whatever. It's fun to be in front of that yeah, to some extent. Right. You know, because we see... You know, when you talk about heavy rolling rights, the same four come up. Fleet Dice, Raran Wright, Hadrian's Wall. Now Three Sisters is being added to that conversation. A couple other ones on the fringes too, but you hear the same names over and over again. And it's super fun to be part of that conversation as the initial or the groundbreaking or the, you know, because we can make a world-beating worker placement game tomorrow. Yep. But there's always going to be 700,000 People are just going to say, oh, it's out. like Kalis or Rococo yes. or Terra Mystica. As a matter of fact, if there are any publishers listening who are looking for a worker <laughs> placement game, we have one it's true. Uh, ready to go, just uh, looking for a home on It's kind of shelf. fun, like you said, Matt, though, to be creating the definitions of the yep. genre. To be the thing them. that people compare the thing to. Yeah. Right. To be, you know, again, we've that done. That was not your best quote. That, that was, that was a good thing a used messier. twice, but it, I, it was you know it was a simple man's quote, Adam. Like for example, I'm going to use I'm going to go back to our first design fleet. Fleet wasn't groundbreaking. I think we thought it was because we didn't know any better. <laughs> but it turns out there's lots of multi-use card games and auctions and things like that. But it's still a good game. I'm not that doesn't take anything away from the design. It's just it is interesting to be the thing that people compare the thing to. That's all. It's fun. It, mm-hmm. It's interesting yeah. because a year ago today, literally, we were sitting here stressing out about. $18,000. Well, that too. And yeah. the risk, the risk that Roland rights may or may not be perceived as real games moving forward. Yeah. You know, that yeah. maybe, you know, there's room for a couple of them and people are going to tire and, and the, like the fad would be over or whatever, but they are, they're real games. Um, you know, they're, they're heavy. They, like Motor City is a heavy Roland right. I'm not saying it's like, you know, it might, it might be the crunchiest one. We'll Grand see. Austria Hotel or anything, but it's uh, I, I would be it's curious pretty crunchy to hear somebody that came in and played Hadrian's Wall and I would like a Motor comparison City to get an honest comparison. I think Hadrian's Wall is still more rules overhead though, because yes. the yes. sheets, the one sheet with all the specialty workers or whatever. I mean, you literally have to go through every one. It is to understand correct. how they work. There so is a lot. The rules overhead's higher. Yeah, I think they. They got a little bit – the the bits are clever because it helps you with some tracking stuff that I think you know maybe Three Sisters and Motor City don't have that. So there's a little bit more mental load there. But I agree that the the actual dist- the distinct rules to learn is still higher for Adrian's Wall. Yes. Which I love, by the way. Yeah. Adrian's oh, Wall is game. an amazing game. But I will say I, I feel like Motor City is closer to Hadrian's Wall than it is Castle de Burgundy, the dice game. You know uh, what I mean? Oh, like yeah. It's definitely oh, – yeah. I think Motor City is our heaviest. I think it's loaded roller at number I'm convinced three. Convinced it is. And by I'm convinced it if is. you want to think, so here's what's interesting. I was looking, I was thinking about this literally today, because some of the earlier reviews that come out, and they've all been very positive, with some acknowledgement that for some folks, it's you know maybe slightly heavier than they would want, which is totally fair, because there's lots of folks that are going to want that. And so right now, I think there's been a progression in, I don't want to use the word difficulty, but complexity from mm-hmm. Fleet Dice to Three Sisters to Motor City. My Gut is that whether it be Durango or French Quarter next, you're going to head back down a little bit, and I, I th- purposefully. I think we we didn't want to keep going 
<laughs> you know, we'll say more complex from Motor City, right? This is those the, either of those two, whichever one is our future. Looking at those designs, they're both back towards the fleet dice. Speak end for spectrum. yourself. My goal is to be the Lacerda of Roland Wrights. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? If if you want to make that, let's do it <laughs> for future years. But I kind of agree with Matt. You know, if this is our heavier Absolutely. Euro Roland Wright yeah. motors, I'm not saying it's super heavy, no, but it's, it's our not heavier Lacerda, Euro. I think the next one that comes out is either going to probably be categorized as more of a medium euro, or I don't even know what I'd tag tag French Quarter as. It's it's fun, mm-hmm. but it's right. probably it's probably the I want to say the lightest one yet without being um, negative towards it because being the lighter, its puzzle is just different. It's different, and you know it is lighter than Fleet, but that doesn't make it worse because yeah, so it's so fun. So it's Durango, actually. I'd say they're both. Not a ton lighter. We're not, yeah, we're not making, uh, you know, the, they're, they're not like the clever games or what's the cool one by the brands that you, Mall, Mall, Knock Mall, Knock Mall. Yeah. Um, they're still in the Fleet Dice Three Sisters that weight class. That one's super good until you can't take turns. No, no, it's Knock the Mall, best yeah. until you can't until do anything. You can't do anything. <laughs> and you're and like, your last four turns are yeah. nothing. You're like, I was having a lot of fun and then I stopped having fun because I can't do anything. Absolutely. But it's still one of my favorites despite that. No, both of the next ones for. Candidates for 2023 are, are loaded rolling rights. Yes, they're loaded. Yeah. I'm going to say they're. I'm going to put them in the same weight class as Fleet. Yeah, with probably a little bit less to explain. Durango's got a few more bits and stuff than our yeah. previous ones. And to your point, the puzzle in, in French Quarter is a little different than people folks may be used to. But to me, it's a blast just exploring where this mechanism can yeah. go yep. and all the different um, avenues you can go and types of games you can do. At some point, Matt might make me make another space game or something goofy like that. He knows. I, we may. I'd I don't like space games. Everyone else does, but they do. me. They do. So, Adam, I was on the website, and, and we brought this up a year ago, too. You gave everybody a little tagline on the website mm-hmm. of what they do with this company. And you were very flattering to me, so, so thank you very much. I was good ideas in charisma. You were bad ideas in prototyping. And Matt is the guy who actually does all the work. Do we need to update those we at do. all? Yeah, you lose good ideas. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe so. I, I think there's 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 still a lot of truth to uh, how much of the day-to-day business legwork that Matt does. There's still a lot of that. He's doing more than either of us in that uh, for sure. Um, I've learned and added on. Like I said, I've been coached up a little bit, mentored by Chris somewhat in graphic design, um, picking up, you're picking up that design load too, though, and then yeah, yeah. doing a little more of the design and not just yeah, bad when ideas. You were, when but... you were coming in to Three Sisters, it was designed. You didn't yes. have an option to design it. Like it wasn't. We didn't. You know, we didn't need you to redesign Three Sisters. It was nope. already done. You know, but now that you've been in around for a year, like like we just talked about, you know, you're you're starting to not starting to have been and completed multiple designs that are part of the Motor City GameWorks uh, family. Hey everybody, it's Ben here. It was about this time in the show when I got an emergency message from my family and I had to leave abruptly. You know what happens sometimes when you have five kids, as it turns out. Now, everyone is safe, so no need for worry, but we were unable to finish the last couple of segments. Being that we have Motor City launching on Kickstarter Tuesday, March 8th, we're under a bit of a time crunch, so we wanted to get the show out. We were talking at the end there about Adam transitioning from being just, you know, a business partner to a full-fledged design partner. 
as well, evidenced by our new game, Motor City. Also, Adam has been working diligently to hone his graphic design skills, and he's becoming a real asset in that area. Adam, I love you, man. You're definitely the perfect complement to the Matt and Ben experience. And also, watching you argue with Matt just warms my heart. Now I know it's not just me. So, you the listeners, you're going to have to wait until next month for another round of Stump Adam. It's a good one. Trust me, guaranteed to have him flustered and accusing me of things such as not knowing what a cookie is or saying that the best Beatles song is Sensual Cindy or whatever it was. But we all know that's the kind of thing that happens when you put him on the spot. But I do have one last thing I can mention, and I know it's what the faithful listeners actually tuned in here anyway. I've been air frying Italian subs at home, and they're amazing. Imagine you're at a Subway, and when they ask, do you want it toasted? It's kind of like that, but not gross. It's actually awesome. You lay it open face, you get the cheese perfectly melty, the toasted sub roll, and then a little singe and burnt edges on the pepperoni and salami. It's perfect. Easily top three reasons to own an air fryer now. The fried Italian sub. I'd say I'm probably right now at number three Costco cheese curds. They are a workhorse in my family. They're still wonderful and delicious. Number two is the fried Italian subs. And of course, number one is still and always going to be reheating pizza. If you get this thing to just reheat pizza, I cannot stress it enough. It's worth it. Italian subs, though, charging fast. Could be number one someday. Listeners, that's a show, and thank you as always. Check out our website, MotorCityGameworks.com, for some cool shirts, some swag, mugs, etc. Also, while you're there, reach out to us. There's a Contact Us button that goes directly to us. Matt is guaranteed to get back to you in a timely manner. And you might even get a bonus email from me a week or so later, not realizing that Matt has already handled everything. Hey, remember, designers, it's good to have a Matt on your team. We'll see you out there on Kickstarter for the Motor City campaign. Once again, y'all make this happen. So thank you. See ya.